Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On this week's episode, I am so excited to bring you the interview that I did with Jasmine Wolf. Jasmine is a numerologist, tarot reader, and self-proclaimed esoteric intellectual based in Sacramento, California. As a jack-of-all-trades type of artist, she seeks to create space for defiant self-love within herself and in the ever-growing spiritual community. Jasmine is a lifelong student, teacher, and performer who is trying to make this world just a little bit softer. Because there are some quiet spots in today's interview, I recommend listening to it with headphones rather than over your car speakers. I appreciate you guys putting up with my amateur podcasting skills. And now to Jasmine's interview. Okay, so welcome Jasmine to Leo Rising. And uh, I just want to start with like, you know, how you identify the labels you want to use, the things you want to tell the community, the big big topic. What should we know about you, Jasmine? (laughs) Right. Such a beautiful question. It can go so many ways. I even like wrote some stuff down. I've been thinking today about how I identify. I think for me right now in my life, the most important identifiers that I have are that I'm a Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, and Aquarius rising. Ooh, yeah. That's an interesting combination. It is. It is. Um, I spent so much of my life feeling, only knowing that I was a Capricorn sun and feeling very disconnected from my Capricorn sun because it's very conventional. um, It's very by the book. Generally, Capricorns are very good in school. And I was always smart, but I never really applied myself very much at school. Uh, So... When I started getting into astrology about 10 or 11 months ago, and I found out that I was Aquarius rising, everything made sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) how did you, like, what, like, what prompted you to, like, get interested in it? Was it just part of, like, you know, things going on in the, you know, the Instagram community, the witchy world? Like, like, how, why now? Why 11 months ago, I guess? Right, right. Um, One of my dear friends sent me a link to cafe astrology and was yeah. just like I need you to find out what time you were born and tell me your birth chart I need to know <laughs> probably because they were like you're not a Capricorn <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right <probably. laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So she opened up a can of worms as soon as I started to dip my toes into astrology. I was just like, I need to know more. You know what? What's it's and so interesting. One of my my bestest friends, she's a Capricorn. She's not a full Capricorn, but she's got the Capricorn sun. And she's she's so interested in in astrology. And I feel like the way her brain works, she's able to distill it down and give it to me in a way that I can understand it. Because otherwise I just I look at it and it's so three-dimensional. It's just so layered that I'm, I'm a Sag Sag Leo. Um, and so I'm like, if I don't get it in like two seconds, like I'm onto another <laughs> thing. I'm like, Oh, let me see. Like what else am I? Like, I'll just take like an online Buzzfeed quiz instead of like figuring <laughs> out anything. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I just, I can't sit for this long. <laughs> right. It is so in depth. So I have a, a lot of different metaphysical um, studies that I enjoy. You know, I do tarot as well, which, you know, yeah. and I do numerology as well. But I find that uh, astrology, the more you get into it, the more you find that it's just like, it's like the ocean. There's no end to it. Uh-huh. It's like your Scorpio moon, right? Like diving <laughs> yeah. in and it's just like, and how far can we go into this, these waters? Yes. Like Yes. Yes, that's too funny. Uh Scorpio moons deep and dark. I actually was listening to uh Eliza Kelly. She's the um Allure uh, resident astrologer and I follow her mm. on Instagram and she was mm-hmm. talking about the different water signs and she was saying how cancer is like playing on the, uh, you know, in the waves and you can always run back to safety and right. your towel. But Scorpio is like the bottom of the ocean. It's deep, it's dark, it's completely submerged. And then Pisces is the ocean. It's the actual and yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that. I have a Pisces child and my other child is a Sagittarius with a Scorpio moon and I'm just like baffled by yeah. by but like but yeah like that like I really love that idea of like the being so deep in the ocean it's like we know so little about like our mm-hmm. physical ocean <laughs> like the creatures that live down there I'm still oh, kind yeah. of convinced mermaids exist you know and they're probably down there like there's just so much that like we don't even know here on planet earth in the oceans I know yeah. I know it's it's like I think we know more about space than we do about uh-huh. the ocean. Don't quote me on that, but I think I know. I've heard that too. <laughs> right, right. Probably on one of my BuzzFeed quizzes. Like it's probably <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, so so we know you identify Capricorn Sun, mm-hmm. Aquarius Rising, um, Scorpio Moon. What else? What is anything else that you know the people should know about your into tarot and numerology and astrology? Right. What else are some right. things? Well, I. Um, am a spiritual atheist. That's the title okay. I've given myself. Yeah. I'm also an alternative dork. That's a title that an ex gave me. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm mostly vegan and mostly okay. straight and mm-hmm. a cisgendered woman from California. That's... Now, are you from California? So you're from California. Do you live there? Yes, I do. I currently live in Sacramento, but I'm originally okay. from the Bay Area. So born and raised, Californian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. West Coast, yes. best coast. I'm West in Seattle. So, yes. you know, we, we got it going on. It's a little it's a little cold up here right now. But if you <laughs> if you grew up in the Bay Area, you know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. cloudy fog. And I'm like, okay, January, this could this could get over with. <laughs> January, yes. 
Right. Well, and this is my oh, first my summer God. in Sacramento, and Sacramento is very hot. Like today was nice. Mm. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm actually it's it's a nice change. I like to experience new things. So my first very very hot summer. Uh, it's interesting. See, I don't mind the heat, except in Seattle, nobody has air conditioning. Mm. So with yeah. climate change. And, you yeah, know, when I was a kid growing up here, it was like one week. Okay, we can survive. Now it's like four weeks of just like above 90. And I'm like, I can't, this is just miserable. And I want to get oh, a divorce yeah. and I don't want to be a mom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, just get me out of here. This is awful. I need to go somewhere. Like I'm the opposite of people who go to like Arizona for the, you know, for the summer. I'm like, where can I go? Like Alaska, what can get, what can get me cooled down a little bit? Where can I hide? Right? <laughs> right, or swimming pool or something like yeah. uh, I can't just go to the grocery store and stand in front of like the frozen food section like oh, I'm just cooling off <laughs> just climb inside of it take a right nap. I'm like hi no big deal just <laughs> just chilling in here don't worry just surviving <laughs> okay so you've got like a lot of things like alternative dork and somewhat vegan and somewhat straight like you've got like you've yeah. got a lot of like the living in the gray area so um is like Talk, I, you know, I'm just curious about that. Like, yeah, I what does that mean to you to kind of be in that place where you're like in between? Right. And I'm just putting this together right now, but I want to blame it on, well, not blame it on, but I want to take it back to my Capricorn sun and Aquarius rising because they uh -huh. are so contradictory from each other, but they, I mean, they come together and they make me who I am. And so I think I have a lot of these contradictory, uh, yeah. as well so like spiritual atheist um right is the title I gave myself maybe a year or so ago um because I am very spiritual I believe in divine celestial energy I don't believe in coincidences I believe in magic and all, all of that stuff all the woo-woo stuff I believe in but I think I, I put the title, I put the term atheist in there uh, only because I don't believe in a humanoid God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't believe in, yeah, I don't believe in there's any sort of cognitive sentient right. being that cares about the finer inner workings of our lives. But right. I do believe that our lives are cosmic and mystical and magical. Yeah, I really love that. I can identify with so much of that. It's not like a, there's not like a face on it. Right. It's like that energy. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now, were you raised with like spiritual, religious, like upbringing beliefs or no? no was, and then you come, come to the spirituality side. Yeah, I was never raised religious. Both my parents were and they hated it. So mm -hmm. I was, yeah, I only went to church, I think, three times with my grandfather because that was very important to him. And I was baptized once again because it was important to him. But right. <clears throat> never never religious um and I really only came into spirituality in late 2014 early 2015 I'd always been a kind of spooky kid and I think I can attribute that to my Scorpio moon you know right I think a lot of girls are sometimes they become witch um horse girls I love a good horse girl mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. a girl who reads black beauty and yep. has you know, Lisa Frank horse stickers on everything. 
Or I think the other category is where I fell into, and that's a witch girl. You know, uh-huh. they get uh-huh. all their friends together and start a coven at right. like age eight. <laughs> right. There's one of my favorite, like, well, it's, I sometimes have a hard time following it because it's so, he's so in, in depth. It's Rune Soup, um, the podcast where he talks about like lots of mm. like paranormal and spiritual and all these I sometimes like I don't even understand the definitions of like the things he's talking about but his opening line is were you a weird kid and like I just think that that's such a great like I was a weird kid like I was such a weird kid it sounds like you were a weird kid in that like you know like it's just like how do you how do you like that's just a great place to start it's like what were you like when you were a child (laughs) you know I was talking to elves and believed that taxidermy animals could like that they were like haunting me and you know just some just some weird (laughs) beliefs that were going around absolutely absolutely so this podcast is tarot and creative intuition so Mm -hmm. like I wanted it to have like a really broad umbrella I'm I'm really into tarot right now but have that umbrella of like being able to talk about all of these spiritual and woo-woo or very specific like we can talk about you know tarot spreads and tarot business and cards and stuff like that um but I'm curious like when you hear the words like creative intuition like what do you what comes up for you or how is that like showing up in your life right now? Well, I've always been an artist and um, I'm somewhat of a jack of all trades. So I, I get very bored easily. So I am a dancer. I'm a painter. I draw, I write, and I just oscillate between these uh, different mediums whenever it feels right. So very much that comes from a place of intuition. Like I, I work with children. I'm working summer camps right now. Okay. And they all know that I can draw and they uh-huh. all ask for pictures. So I have this long list of pictures that I'm supposed to be drawing this summer. And I was uh, trying to draw Steph Curry today. And I uh-huh. was looking down. I would erased his eyes multiple times and drawn them multiple times. And something just clicked and my body was like, no. This isn't what you, this isn't what you're going to do right now. And I feel that was my intuition talking to me. And unless that is aligned, I really can't create. Uh, And I've actually, I I can't separate creativity and intuition. I really think of them as something that has to come, you know, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. (laughs) Right. Right. And so if you're not feeling it and it's hard to kind of like, if it's not that like authentic aligned place, right. then it's like, it's just, it's not coming out. So I got to find some yeah. other way, some other thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So the kids in your camps are wanting you to draw right now, but what is, mm-hmm. what's something that like of, of your like plethora of your buffet of things that you do, <laughs> like what's bubbling up? Like you just are like, yeah, I got to get this out. Like by the weekend, I got to like do this thing or start mm-hmm. this thing right uh painting really has my heart right now uh I'm doing a lot of watercolor and I'm doing sort of like ethereal women Ooh. which is something that I haven't delved into before I think I used to not feel confident enough to do people yeah but but it's really been that's what's been lighting my fire recently wanting me uh, that's what's been getting me to pick up my paintbrush is just like what kind of you know, cool chick can I paint today? Uh, I did some women that had like uh, flowers for eyes and I, oh, I really enjoyed doing that. Like that, my whole heart and intuition was into it. So it turned yeah. out beautifully. 
Yeah. Are you self-taught or did you take classes? Like how did you, yeah, get into painting? Yeah, I'm self-taught. I took a lot of classes when I was a kid, like pretty young. My parents realized that I wasn't athletic. And so they were like, we'll just put her in all the recreation, you know, uh, art classes. And so that's what I did. But I got very, very, very into dance around middle school and I did it all the way up. I still do it now, but I studied it in college. And so I kind of dropped out from all other art forms for, you know, like 10, 12 years. Right. It was really only a couple of years ago that I was like, wait, I'm actually like more of an artist than I give myself credit for. What kind of dance did you do or do you do? So modern has my heart. Modern is very the opposite of ballet. It's Uh very release and swing and honoring your body and the way your body naturally wants to move. So it's definitely super weird and super fun. Anything goes with modern. So that's that's where my heart is. But um, with any dance degree, you have to take all sorts right. of classes. So I've done right. West African and tap and jazz and ballet. and. Um, you know, I kind of feel like as you're talking, I'm hearing like, okay, so like dance is like really physical. And I think about like Capricorn being like an earth sign and then like mm-hmm. painting, you know, like there's like the watercolor, the water and it's like it's like it seems like all your passions are kind of like even conceptualized in some of these ways of like even with your you know astrology like dance is so embodied like I I dropped out of dance when I was three they knew I was going to be they knew I was going to be six one and so I think they were like she probably doesn't have a a real future in being a ballerina you know (laughs) that's such a that's such an interesting I've never I've never made that connection before but I had a big goofy smile on my face because I totally am vibing with what you're saying how all these different things embody all the different elements that I have in my chart as well so maybe now what you need to do is challenge yourself to do something with that fire element that you don't have like welding or like you know what I mean like soldering (laughs) or something and be like okay like how can I like bring this into because you know like you said you write and you Mm -hmm. and you when I think of writing I kind of think of it as fire but also air because it's so mental Right, right right yes definitely very mental but I like the fire element behind it because I find that right now I'm in a definite lull with my writing because once again if it doesn't call to me if I'm not sparked by intuition right. uh, I, I, I can't I just don't produce things that are enjoyable to make and enjoyable to show other people but it, there definitely is that spark that comes from it you know like lighting a match that's that's how I have to write like I have to feel that fire well up inside me that I just I have to write I have to get it out yeah I struggle with I struggle with the um the advice that you just need to sit down every single day and do it um mm-hmm. there's something about like a routine but I I feel that same way of like if I don't feel like the spark oh I can sit there and just like try to slog th- mm-hmm. oh so much time to just even write a mm-hmm. sentence whereas when I'm feeling it it just it just comes out it goes you know yeah, just flies so, out, of you, out of you. So tarot, numerology, astrology, uh, where do you want to start? Like, what's your what's your jam? What are you feeling like talking about today? Are there other things that you would just want to be like, yeah, this is what I want to share with <laughs> the world? 
No, I'd, I'd love to hop into a little numerology. Yeah. Can you teach me some things? I can teach you some things. Ooh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Eternal student here. <laughs> yes. Good. That's the way to be. That's, that's how I try to be always willing to learn and learn new things. It, it keeps you young. It keeps you happy. It does. And then I feel like I always have something to say at a party, but then I don't really have like a whole depth to like follow it up. I'm like, Hey, this one thing, like I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about the word deadline that that is from the prison industrial complex. Oh. That The word deadline came from the last person and the next person in line to be executed. Yeah. Oh, little, little, <laughs> little tidbit there. Yeah. It was truth telling with Elizabeth D'Alto. And I was just like, I'm, I was an English major. So I was just such an English word nerd. And I was just like, uh -huh. Oh gosh, like, wow. Even like our language is so interesting. Now, what am I going to do with that? I don't know, but. Right. 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 Oh, but I love stuff like that. I love right? <laughs> random facts like that. I love to pull them out. I'll just like <laughs> drop that in on the, the next mm -hmm. cocktail party that I'm at and be like, oh, yeah. let's talk depressing things here. <laughs> so, so numerology, <laughs> like I, I know, like I've, I've done my birth year thing where you add it all up, right? I think I'm a nine, but like, can you explain to me like it's a behind the scenes and like the, the philosophy and like, how does it relate to astrology and all of that? <clears throat> right. So the beginnings of numerology is pretty muddled and sort of lost in the past. We attribute it to Pythagoras in okay. the, ooh, I want to say 1400s. Yeah. Early 1400s. Pythagoras. Anything below before 2000 is like <laughs> yeah. ancient history. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's attributed to him and he had um, a school of math and uh, spirituality, if you will. And he believed that numbers have specific vibrations that don't change as they go out into the universe. So he had this idea, well, it's attributed to him, <laughs> that right. each number symbolizes different things. And so, you know, how people see different number patterns, they see 1111 on the clock, you know, four, four days in a row. That's that is that particular vibration making its way to you and being known. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the belief behind that. Um, and numerology is very interesting because there are so many different equations and different ways to go about it. Um, so my favorite book on numerology is called numerology and the divine triangle it's by faith javanet and dusty bunker and i love theirs because in each number when they explain it uh and they explain it in depth because they also bring it into astrology and tarot so my life path number which is the one that's derived from your birth date is four but okay. when i add it up i actually get the number 31 so it's written as 31 slash four. So four is the base number. It is the number four is the like steady hard worker. It's comfort and security. Uh, but the way we look at the number four changes when we look at it at the vibration of coming from the number 31. So moving through the numbers three and one change what that four is so 
yeah. It's 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 super. It's again like depth. layered. It's just, it's just not so straightforward as like it's like just thinking that astrology is the Sunday you know like horoscope right. of like that little like two sentences. Gotcha. Okay. Right. But yeah, just a quick rundown of what all the numbers are or the base numbers are for anyone listening. Uh, number one is the like excitable, creative entrepreneur. So you want to think about the number one as being the start of something. It is a lot of excitable energy and it's um, the success of someone who is powered by the number one comes from what is unique and individual to them. Mm. And then you have the number two, which is the they're very intuitive and sensitive they see the world so clearly and in deeper ways than other people uh and that causes them sometimes to be a little shy or removed but they're incredibly intelligent and incredibly creative the number three is uh the number of entertainment they're very social they're very funny they are yeah natural born entertainers four as i said is the really uh, hard worker, organized, steady, stable number. Five uh, is the number of freedom and conflict and travel and politics. It's a very excitable number. Uh, And that one plays, I just listened the other day to your uh, podcast about the fives. The fives, I loved listening to that because the fives in the tarot deck are, I, I think, just really played out beautifully with everything you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like, I feel like I'm just like soaking all of this in. Like, I want to, like, like, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, can I, how can I do the birthdays of all the people that I know in my life right, right now? Like, right. just do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love Who, who's my entertainer? Who's my like quiet reserve? Like, where are my kids? Like, what about my dog? Like, does it, does <laughs> yes, it work on animals? Right? Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the number six. The number six is about they're they're very giving healers they are very selfless and they really want to give back to the world and their loved ones uh the number seven is the most mystical of all the numbers it's about quiet introspection it's about spending time alone and really getting to know yourself and realizing that we are more than just our physical bodies uh number eight is a very dark and powerful number. It's the number of manifestation. So people born with um, a life path number of eight are just naturally inclined to manifest things into their life. It's also the number of rebirth. Uh, and so uh, it's it's related to um, Scorpio. So that deep, yeah. dark, moody, you know, number 13, the death card, all that stuff is in number eight. And then your life path number, number nine, is a humanitarian number. So their place in the world is about um, taking everything they know and really giving back to the world in some way. And this can be through helping other people or it can be through helping animals or helping Mother Nature they're a bleeding heart of some way. And it's just, it's much more global consciousness. So as the numbers progress, they kind of expand more into deeper community. And it, it ends with, so nine is the number of completion. So it's the number of endings and the number of beginnings. 
Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. Like even just in the, the work that I do, like my, my day job and yeah, kind of wanting to like make an impact mm -hmm. in the world, like really empowering my, my students. And that's really cool. Even in so how do you, as well. how do you, yeah, like I just, yeah, I want to like give out there and mm -hmm. not educate because I feel like I know it all, but like want to just like help people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you work with it? Like, okay, so you're like, okay, 1111 shows up for people, you know, your life path, like, mm -hmm. can you use it like a tool? Is it like a spell? Like, how do you grasp onto it and use numerology kind of in the, in the physical world? Right. Uh, numerology for me personally, right now, I've been doing this year, I've been doing readings for people so it works sort of like an astrology natal chart where I calculate because there's the life path number but then on top of that you have the soul number personality destiny maturity you can do personal year numbers personal month numbers um, you can even I can dissect the number of the house that you live in and that can tell you stuff um, so it there's really a vast expanse that you can use it uh, but yeah, in my life right now, I'm uh, helping people d uh, dive deeply into all those numbers I just mentioned before. So I call them the foundational numbers, but I created that. I mean, <laughs> I created that. No, I just mean like. Right. <laughs> You're like me and Pi be... Pythagoras, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> I channeled him and I, yes. Yeah. Other people might call it other things, but I, yeah, I coined it for myself, the foundational numbers, which is life path soul personality destiny and maturity those five numbers I love it. Yeah. yeah well and I bet that gives like people so much like information to work with and to kind of dissect like it seems like you've kind of gotten all the different areas there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so somebody could like reach out to you and request that reading is it do you how do you do it is it like online do that you just do it in person like over the phone like how does that what does that look like for, for people who might be interested, AKA me? <laughs> so originally I was doing it. Um, I was sending PDF versions, but uh -huh. I found that I'm, I'm so passionate and I have so much to say about these things. That it was taking me a week to do each write up. Uh, and it was taking so much time that I've recently started doing voice recordings so I can send an audio file to people yeah. And tell them their charts that way, as well as giving them, um, you know, just a PDF of just a brief listing. Right. So that you, they, you know, I've noticed that with, I think, is it something about us that like to write? Like I was doing a tarot reading the other day and I was like, okay, seven pages later, like <laughs> I've written you a small chapter of a book yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'm like, I might need to start doing the, the audio recording because I like that <laughs> where it's, it's like, you know, less time. Absolutely. Like, it, oh, like I love writing, but because, yeah, because I'm a writer, I would yeah. write the original draft and then I'd have to go back to it a bunch of times and make sure it was perfect, you know, worded just the right way to get my point across. And yeah, it was like, it's like a hand, it's like a handcrafted like thing I've written specifically just for you. Yes. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love doing it, but I'm like, ah, I could see if I was starting to like get like too many more clients a week. I'm like, okay, I don't have enough time to write seven pages, eight pages for each, for yeah. each person. Yeah, absolutely.
So somebody could come to you, they could get this reading. Do you incorporate, because I know you do tarot readings, like mm -hmm. is tarot a part of that or is that like a separate offering? How does that, how does that work? Actually, yeah, I do incorporate the two. Um, I add in your birth cards, which are calculated the oh, same yeah. way as your life path number. Um, so I, I explain the birth card. I also do um, a one card pull for advice because uh, some people are missing numbers from their chart. So when you're missing a number, uh, it means that you have a lesson to learn. And so I explain what that lesson is. And then I pull a card uh, to just give advice about how to overcome that lesson. And then I like to end it with a past future, I mean, past, present, future spread. I like to wrap it up with that at the end. Nice. Yeah. Um, anything else about numerology that you want to share? Um, like, yeah. I think the last thing I'd like to share about numerology would be that right now we are actually in an 11 year and a 11 is its own number, even though I didn't mention it before. So we have a couple master numbers and 11 is the first of the master numbers and it's, it's the number of inspirational teaching. So it means that this year on a global consciousness is about a lot of learning. And of course, learning comes from difficulties uh -huh. coming in your life. Right. So you have, everybody has this divine opportunity to really grow and change and become the versions of themselves they want to be. And the way we get this number is you just add up all the numbers of the year. So two plus zero plus one plus eight equals 11. Uh, uh -huh. and, and why is it 11 and not distilled down to the one plus one equals two? Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, so it technically is, if you are not vibrating on a higher frequency, you will be more of a two, which is gotcha. because two is still a beautiful number, but it's the symmetry of the number 11 that makes it uh, a master number, uh, makes it a higher octave of the number two. Oh, that's a really, I, that's like a really lovely way to like think about it. Like in, in music, right. you know, like it's not necessarily better. It's just different. It's like in a different range. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. So 11's a master number. Are there other master numbers? There are, there are some debate, but it's universally okay. one that 22 is also a master number and two plus two equals four. So it's a higher vibration of the number four. And it's about building things that are greater than yourself. So uh, it's a, four, of course, is a very hardworking number. And 22 is going to tell us about building something. So it could be an organization. Um, it could be a new career, but it's something that has a higher global consciousness, something that is going to do some greater good in the world. And then the last master number this one is debated more. Some people don't think it is. I think it is. Um, and that's number 33. And that is, you know, the number six is about selfless caregiving. And this is just to a much higher extent. So it's like the Mother Teresa's of the world. Right, um, right. Are these selfless caregivers who are really here to make the world a gentler, healthier, 
happier, more loving place. Right. Right. Kind of bringing everybody up Mm -hmm. into that higher vibration. Yes. I really feel like that, like this being an 11 year, like I didn't know that, but it, it seems like as we're kind of like halfway through the year that there is a lot of learning going on. And in that, that there's like struggle, mm-hmm. you know, and some people are learning maybe kind of at like a lightning pace rapid, you know, and others are just like, I don't want to go to school today. (laughs) You're like, no, I don't want to learn this thing, you know, but it does, it kind of feels like they're shifting and maybe that's just so like American centric, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I do, and I kind of feel like when I'm reading news stories and stuff, like that kind of makes sense that, that there'd be like this like energetic shift happening. Right. Right. And once again, from an American centric point of view, it's been a very trying and, hard year but it has we've had so many wins as well um yeah and a lot of people are rising up and supporting and people aren't sitting back and letting these things happen so it's like we're facing this adversity uh but no one's really backing down I mean some people are of course but sure more more and more people are always coming in to join the fight So are you able to then use numerology to like look ahead and say, okay, you know, we just started July. Um, And so like, if we were to like predict into August or even then looking at like, you know, 2019 to kind of make some plant you know like at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the year I do like a tarot spread for myself for like the year ahead and I kind of try to think about like some of those things are you able to do that and kind of help people create a plan or things to think about that are coming up in the next month or week or year right yeah so with numerology we can go down to the day I mean I could essentially go down to the hour and, and give you advice about that but I, I like to work a little bit bigger so I, for me personally, I write um, at the start of each month, I have, a, I have a tangible journal that I write in. That's how I have to remember how to do things. I have to physically write something out to remember it. Right. Uh, so at the start of each month, I write down what, um, what number that month is vibrating at. And to get that number, I take my personal year number and mm-hmm. add it to the number of the month and okay <clears throat> so I yeah so I write down notes every time I'm going to July right now to see what number I'm working with oh I'm actually working at a 29-11 so July for me is going to be um yeah pretty trying but any effort I put in will be meet met with you know the due rewards and I'm definitely finding that to be true I'm July has just begun, but it's, it's already been somewhat of a struggle, but I'm finding that I have so many new things and new exciting opportunities, this, this interview right here included, uh, that are coming Uh my way. So it's like, just knowing that this is the kind of month that I'm going to have has definitely changed my outlook. And so instead of being like, Oh man, here's struggle number one, two, number three, I'm like, you know what, just keep chugging forward, just keep doing it. And everything's going to work. Yeah. You're kind of, you're able to like make a plan and feel like you can make, make some like difference. And it's not just like happening to you Mm -hmm. and like, I'm just drowning in my Scorpio moon. (laughs) I got a little, I got a little life raft here, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Numerology is my Scorpio moon life raft. (laughs) Oh, I love that. 
All right. So I know you do, I know you do tarot. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you want to chat at all about that. I mean, we've talked a little bit about how you do that with numerology, but if you want to segue, like, how did you, well, first of all, how did you get into, how did you get into numerology and or tarot? Like, okay. Um, I'll do numerology first, but I do want to get to tarot numerology. I got into, um, when I was reading, uh, what's it called? Raymond Buckland's complete book of witchcraft. You know, it's like this big blue introductory book on witchcraft. Uh, and I read that in 2014 or 2015 and there's a section on numerology. And as soon as I read it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this, I've my whole life is leading up to this moment because I have a weird thing about numbers. Uh, I was always calculating numbers and actually doing calculations that were incredibly similar to the kind that you find in numerology. So it was like, it was like when a cat just curls up in your lap and falls asleep. Like it was always meant to be. Whereas Tara. You're like, there are no gods, but there are numbers. And I've been working with them forever. Yeah. So that was just like a moment. Yeah. But. Tarot I'm imagining like a witchy altar with just like numbers on it. Okay, here's my here's my number two. I bought it at Pottery Barn, and here's my number four. All right. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like exactly. <laughs> you need to be spruced up a little bit. Here's my number eleven. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, tarot is a bit more of like the standoffish cat. <laughs> it's all uh-huh. it's always uh-huh. been in the room and sometimes it lets me pet it but like it it's definitely not sleeping in my lap um tarot I was gifted a deck for my 13th birthday by my older okay. sister uh it was an Egyptian tarot deck and it definitely resembled more of a Marseille deck so uh-huh. it was hard to read but I loved I used to want to be an e- Egyptologist <laughs> That was like my middle school career that was never actually going to yeah. happen was Egyptology. For right. uh, I- hey friends, thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.